Today on the Cameron Journal Podcast, we are talking with author Trace Noir. She's the author of several books, and she is ringing in from sunny Hawaii before she heads on a very long plane trip to France to look at some property. Very fascinating. Um, We talk about process. We talk about craft a little bit. We talk about selling books, the self-publishing journey, all this type of thing. So if you're not super into the writing scene, you might want to skip this one. But if you are into the writing scene, um, then this one should be interesting. So here is Trace Noir on the Cameron Journal podcast. Let's go. where we talk about important things. It's a place where we bring a little slice of the news to you. And it's a place where we do important things, have important conversations. It's also things that I like to talk about. My name is Cameron Cowan, and this is the Cameron Journal Podcast. Today on the Cameron Journal Podcast, we are joined by author Trace Noir. Uh, she is a author of several books um, of a variety of different interests and things, and I'm excited to learn more about that. I was looking through the catalog this morning. Um, her latest book is called Destiny Found. It's described as Tomb Raider meets Indiana Jones in an empowering adventure where friendship and honor are the only threads that keep an impossible task from unraveling. So this should be interesting. We're going to learn all about her books and how she got into writing and all this type of thing. So welcome, Trace, to the Cameron Journal Podcast. How are you? I'm Grace. Thanks for having me. Excellent. You're very welcome. So why don't we start right from the beginning? And why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into writing and storytelling and all this type of thing? What do you like to write? Um, I primarily write thriller. Um, Lots of mystery, lots of love triangles. Um, I love conspiracy, so I try to throw a little hints of that in there. Very nice, very nice. So what got you, what got you writing? What, what got pen to paper for you? Um, Originally, my grandfather, my grandparents raised me, and my grandfather was a poet. He wrote poems constantly, and um, at age seven, I had handwritten my first sci-fi as a kid and he was very impressed and so he went out and bought me a digital typewriter which I thought I was you know so popular now that I had this digital typewriter (laughs) and I you know transcribed all of my characters um, into this story and that kind of like started my launch into being an author And the funny thing is, I was not a good reader. 
as a child, I had dyslexia. So of course, any author who has dyslexia knows it's a challenge, but um, I did mostly outgrow that. But it really made me focus on my reading and my writing. And that actually kind of helped me develop into being an author. And about 14 years ago, I had this incredible dream that just like blew me away. I sat up in bed and I was like, oh my God, if that was a movie, I would watch it. <laughs> it would be a box office hit. So I grabbed a piece of paper and I started scribbling down everything I could. And in the morning, I was like, wow, I need to like type this out and be really clear because it was so vivid that I could remember everything with detail, like even smells and sounds and, you know, colors. It was so vivid. So after that, um, I discontinued writing that story and I had a few of my friends read it and they were just like, wow, that's amazing. I would totally watch this or I would read this as a book, you know. So at that point, I kind of had this like, just this aha moment where I was like, well, my grandfather always told me to publish anything I write. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to move forward with this. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this book. It took me almost five years, <laughs> but I did finally finish it. Um, I didn't really know where to go for publishing. And so I did a bunch of research. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss. So he had some really good, you know, guidance as far as like publishing and using virtual assistants and that kind of thing. So I followed some of his programs and his guidance and was able to self-publish. And that launched me into, now I'm on my sixth, seventh book. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, no, that's that's an, an, interesting, an interesting journey. So <clears throat> with your... Um with all your different books there's a lot of there's a lot of adventure it's a lot of thriller it's a lot of a lot of love triangles um the the love triangles how how does that how does that work out do you get really you know is is it a make a main driver of the story is or it just kind of a a secondary thing well you know motivation is important for your characters so a mm. lot of times there is you know, either there's a jealousy or there's a love, there has to be something driving our characters. So a lot of times the the love part, the relationship part is sort of like a background kind of driven force that happens throughout the, you know, about the story. It kind of like plays a part in what has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. That's far braver than I am in my own work. I tend to, I, I, I have lots of romance and all this type of thing, but I don't tend to get very much into sex. I tend to fade to black and I don't tend to use it as a big motivator. So I'm always fascinated by people that, that take that on. I know I'm not that explicit when it comes to, you know, sex in my books. I, I kind of like to leave a lot to the reader's imagination and give like little hints and, you know, set the stage and then let the reader kind of like fill in what they feel is happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that as well. There's, I also have a, a non-zero amount of <clears throat> my readership. I don't know if you found this, um, that uh, sometimes explicit sex is not the type of literature they read or is very mm -hmm. uncomfortable for them. And so I, I get a lot of feedback being like, oh, thank goodness you just, you know, it wasn't overwhelming for me or all this type of thing. So 
I I'm always curious as to how the other the other people are doing it and what they found with their audience. Yeah, I think I think I try to write for my audience what I would read. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not someone who wants to read anything too hot or erotic. That's not really me, anyways. I'm all about the adventure and the intrigue and the mystery and like what's going to happen next, you know. So I want that to really play a bigger role in my books than bringing in anything too steamy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally, I totally get and understand that. So why why don't you tell us about your latest book, Destiny Found? Okay, well, Destiny Found is also derived from a dream that was incredible um, about my best friend and I, which is funny. I don't usually try to admit that the character in the book is me, but I think every author will say at some point, every character really is a part of them. So this book really was kind of an adventure dream about myself and my best friend, Gwen. And of course I kept the names <laughs> except for mine. And um, yeah, this dream was crazy that, you know, you kind of think that it's really about her and it's not, it's really about Soleil, the character, the main character in the book. And it's, it's really a lot of her finding her own inner strength because she wouldn't be able to help her friend Gwen if she didn't kind of like dig up that deep down inner strength to actually overcome her own fears than help her friends. So it's pretty good. <laughs> it's very empowering. It's very female empowering. No, no, that's that's good. I noticed that and the, the listener will not have seen this because this will be an audio only, but you have all your books in the background <laughs> of your Zoom, which is very, very smart, very wise, very good. Um, tell us about some of your other books, because pe if people like Destiny Found, they'll want to read the back catalog. So tell us about some of the other ones. So my very first book I wrote, which was the one about almost 14 years ago now, um, is called A Thief in the Night. And it is a lot of kind of like true conspiracy mixed through a story it has a hint of like da vinci code vibe where there's like you think there's this other story going along with these people and this girl gets kidnapped and then kind of like the reasoning behind what happened to her starts unfolding and then she soon realizes it has nothing to do with her it has has to do with like you know, a secret government agency and all this stuff. So it kind of goes all over the world. And um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. One thing about that book is in that dream, I, dream I dreamt that they found an underground lab in this pyramid. And the trippy part about this was they go to a, a pyramid in Bosnia. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but right after I wrote this book, I started doing some research. It turns out there's a pyramid discovered in Bosnia. <laughs> and I was like tripping out, like a 100%. I was like, did I download this information like story-wise into my book? Like, how did I come up with this? And since then, I've actually gone to Bosnia and met the people that are um, excavating it. I've been inside that pyramid <laughs> and it was very trippy. That's I really have, cool. I have yeah. insight. <laughs> to that pyramid that the public didn't have. And that was like, ooh, voodoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Which is amazing. also amazing, because I feel like that first book is what really launched me into being an author. And I feel like there was some kind of force guiding me to write that, even though it's just a story and it's thriller and it's fun. 
there's also some little hints of like some some true conspiracy in there that's, that's legit so yeah yeah it's my so, favorite one. yeah i can i can tell so now most a lot of authors especially those of us who do indie publishing tend to write in series I don't. I noticed that you don't seem to. Do you feel any pressure to start a series or? Well, the, so that first book, A Thief of the Night, is actually a trilogy. And I have mostly written the second one and started the third one. But the way my brain works, I am constantly coming up with new stories and starting them and then making some outlines and then jumping all around because I'm very ADD that way. Yeah. Um, but series-wise, so, you know, Dustin... I, I'm, has, I'm the same. I probably, of the 11 projects that I have going, I probably have four or five that are half done. And if I could get my brain chemicals to focus for a couple months, I could probably finish several of them. But, you know, my brain doesn't always let me do that. So Right, right. We're more into starting the next one than actually finishing. <laughs> yes, yeah, especially um, when you get to a, a part that's difficult or you have a saggy middle or you're not quite sure where to go next. It's far easier to just, oh, I'm going to jump to this other, other project and let that one simmer for a while. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Destiny Found will be a series. Um, I have really big plans for that book. Um, definitely following sort of a Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones vibe. She's got some some work to do, um, traveling all around, doing some some excavations, some archaeological digs. So that'll be fun. Um, I, nice. do have yeah. a series, I do have a series called Echo's Shadow, which is about an assassin with amnesia. So she has to kind of war with herself. Her dark side comes through off and on and she has to deal with that. <laughs> so she has like two, almost two different personalities and in, in the life she's trying to recreate after having amnesia. So yes. that one's a series. I have two of those out. Um, the third one's almost done, but again, I jump around a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's really, that's really cool. That's really cool. I like that. So um, in terms of, of reading, um, besides your own stuff, what do you like to read? Who are you into? <sighs> I, I've, pretty much read every single Dan Brown, almost every single Michael Crichton. I used to read about a, a book every five days. Like that was when I had more time. <laughs> now I read more on Kindle because I can read it at night, like when I can't sleep or whatever. And then I can just like open up my phone. I actually prefer having a book, but the convenience of having to be able to read it on a digital format is nice. And I've been reading a lot of different authors um love Gillian Flynn um AJ Riddle let's see let's see what else uh, I just read a couple from Jeremy Robinson that was pretty good that was pretty good he's got some good kind of like out there mystery slash some sci-fi I really am a nerd I love sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> you well, wouldn't know yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it's it's well, sci-fi is for everyone. So it doesn't matter who you are, um, you know, what you look like, where you came from, sci-fi is for everyone. So and screw those who try to gatekeep it from people because we're not about that life. So and um yeah, so uh in interesting fact the listener doesn't know. Um, you are in Hawaii. How did you 
how did you get out there? How did you end up out there? Well, it's a funny story. I was raised in Alaska. Um, <clears throat> primarily the exact on, opposite of Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> on Sitka Island, which is super tiny in the southeast. Um, there's a little belt there. That's just up and, the road um, from us, basically. <laughs> here, in <laughs> right? C- here in sunny Seattle, where it's raining today. Um, yeah, just yeah, up the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I just had this epiphany that I need some warm weather. And, you know, it's dark, you know, a big chunk of the year. And so I was like, I need some sun, I need some warm weather. And I just sat down and I told my friend, I said, I'm going to go. And I don't know where yet, but it's going to be somewhere sunny. And I said, it's going to be like California, Arizona, Hawaii. And as soon as I said Hawaii, that was it. I decided I was going to Hawaii and I packed a suitcase and a duffel bag or backpack. And in 30 days, moved to the island, bought a car. I slept in my car off and on. And then I bought some property and uh, built like this little shack until I could just get established. And that was it. I was so determined to live in Hawaii that I was willing to live in my car. <laughs> I made some friends. I joined a gym so I could, you know, take showers and get all dressed up and then go to work. And, you know, it was right. It was worth it. And now, now I have a beautiful home in Hawaii. And now I'm flying to France in a few days to go possibly buy a house in Cannes. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, That I I, I love that. That's such an, I think an Alaskan thing to do. Like I can tell like your personality of growing up being like, yeah, it's rough and tough out here, but we're going to figure out and make it. And, you know, I'll start with a shack and move up. And like, that's such and like a raised in Alaska attitude. Like Absolutely. I love all those Alaska shows, like Alaska, the last frontier, um, the singer jewel, her family homesteads mm-hmm. up near Nome. And um, I enjoy watching them and their, <clears throat> And their show. Um, I also uh, enjoy. There's a uh, a young, not well, he's not he's not young or the same age. Um, there's this guy on there named Ivan Kilcher, and there is a non-zero amount of people who are very thirsty for him on Twitter because I mentioned it one time that I'm like, oh, yep, what? Getting ready to watch Ivan on Alaska: The Last Frontier, and then all these women in my replies just kind of like, oh my god, he's so hot. He's like they were just fanning out. So I love all those shows. So I love that story of just being like. <clears throat> I'm out of here. No more losing the sun at 3.30. Time for sun. And you just kind of started and made it yourself. That is remarkable. <laughs> I it, There's not very much that slows me down. I get very determined. And when I've made my mind up, I will just believe whatever I need is going to be manifested and just charge forward. I don't really slow down or look back. <laughs> So, no, that's me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's quite that's quite remarkable. That's quite remarkable. So, so as you said, Destiny found is gonna be part of a series, and that that's almost. Do we know when that next book is gonna come out? Ooh. I hate that. I hate this question. People <laughs> ask me that, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, but I'm gonna <laughs> ask you because the tables are turned today. Well, um, I've had such good feedback about this book that I really feel like I'm going to focus my energy and that's really hard focus my energy on getting the next series out so I'm going to predict by let me see maybe like September next year and we'll be ready to launch you know it doesn't usually take me that long to write a book but with everything going on and traveling right now <laughs> I'm about to take off for five weeks to Europe so 
yeah. So we'll see. I actually do get a lot of writing done while I travel. It's very inspirational. So. Yeah, I, I can definitely write while on the road. I did two trips this year. I went to a, a creator conference in Arizona to kind of press the flesh. And then I went on a two-month kind of circle around the country back east to a writing residency um, and finished a great deal of my the book that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. So I, I totally, I totally get that. I totally get that. So that's, that's perfect. Um, I really enjoy your book covers. Who does them? How do you, you know, come I up have, with them? I have a really good virtual assistant um, that I've hired on Upwork, which used to be called Elance. Again, I got that from Tim Ferriss. Love his book. I've read it a million times. Um, so a lot of them will come up with an idea in my head and being an artist as well, I also paint and draw. I will come up with a concept of what I want, and then I'll just take a screenshot of that and send it off to Marta Deck is her name. She's amazing. And she, her and I are like so in tune that she can really kind of grasp where I'm going with my covers and like the whole feel and like the energy I want to get from it. And she's amazing. <laughs> she she comes up with like kind of three versions where I'm like, it's always the first one. Like it's always the first one. I want that one. Yeah. Fine tune this, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have a designer like that. She's well, a friend I've had since I was in college. We've been friends for 15 years. And she is so good at taking the disparate things in my head and turning it into something great. Or as I've developed my own graphic design skills, I will kind of start with something. Like I'll do kind of a, a mock-up to be kind of like, here's where my head is at. And she'll be kind of like, oh, okay, but then let's change this and let's change that. And then it ends up being way more awesome. And so, um, yeah. So I, in fact, she just did that. I just finished a book cover for the book that is coming out in a couple of weeks. And uh, she was kind of like, okay, I get that idea, but now let's do this and this and this. And it looked way better. So I totally... I totally get you on <laughs> on that end of things. So that's that's super awesome. I it's noticed that you, yeah. yeah, I noticed that you use a nom de plume. Where did you come up with your author name? <laughs> um, so the the name Trace came to me um, again in a dream. I always had this name coming to me. So I already your subconscious knew is a very busy place. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like, <sighs> my dreams yeah. are like you know, gold. <laughs> so I already knew that Trace was going to be my, you know, pen name, but I didn't have a last name. And um, one of my mentors, him and I were sitting, you know, on the deck of my, you know, house the other day, or this was years ago. And I told him I was trying to find, you know, a last name. And he was like, he's like, you're the Pinot Noir girl. He's like, all you ever drink is Pinot Noir. He's like, you're going to be Trace Noir. And when he said that, it hit me because a lot of kind of my personality is a little bit of light and dark, a little bit of duality. So the fact that I could be the normal me and have this life and then have this alter ego that's this author that kills people and <laughs> kidnaps people all the time, you know, that that really fit to be a trace noir. So that's how I got my name. No, that's really cool. That's really cool. I, I've never I've never been a pen name person. So anytime I find someone who has one, I always ask how they came up with it because I'm I, I really just out of curiosity because I'm like, I'm not I'm not that creative. <clears throat> um, I mean, most of my character names I pick from 
you know, baby lists and all this type of thing. (laughs) So um, I'm just not that creative when it comes to names. I'm always interested in, in pen names and all this type of thing. So I really didn't want my media family to know I was writing. (laughs) Uh, You know, I, it's funny you should mention that. you know, it's funny you should mention that because I've never understood that. I know lots of people on the, I don't know if you are on Twitter, but I'm on the writing community on Twitter. Well, if you ever want to tweet and it's great, it's really supportive and it's really a lot of cool people. Um, I've met a lot of great people through that community. Um, and there's a lot of people that are very nervous about their family finding out about them writing. I don't get that. Explain. Well, I think there was two big reasons in the beginning. Um, one, I was not necessarily embarrassed, but a little bit shy about letting people who were really close to me and knew me read my book because especially your, I think an author's first book is definitely a window into their soul. Like you kind of like reveal a lot about yourself in your books. And so I kind of felt like, well, I don't know if I really want people to see me that deeply. And then um, there was one more thing about my first book. I put my grandfather's passing in that book as part of what my character was going through. So that was like, and it hit my family like so, so hard. So that was sort of something I was like, I don't want anyone to like, to know or to read this and know what I'm talking about, you know? So it was definitely a moment where I was like, no, I I can't let anyone know that I wrote these books. And I was on my like second, almost my third book before they found out. (laughs) Ah, So, and then the funny thing was, the family members that did read it and they did recognize my grandfather's passing in that book and they were like you wrote it so well like why would you hide this from us and so I was like okay 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 (laughs) so now I've definitely kind of relaxed in hiding my identity from people but now it's more like oh I want to keep my privacy and just you know really focus on my Trace Noir and my author page and not really bring in my other life to it yeah yeah no i i've always been a i've always been kind of a 360 degree sort of you know because i i do political commentary and i write about current events and all this type of thing and so i've always been kind of out there Mm -hmm. as myself so it when i decided when i wanted started doing fiction in 2014 it never occurred to me to not have myself out there like that but I totally get that there are moments I will say there are moments when I wish there was a little bit of a wall mm-hmm. um between personal and public <laughs> because for me that line can get awfully blurry at times so I totally get the impetus to have that as a as a as a thing so I I was also I and I find when it comes to family and all this type of thing people get I think a little nervous that you're going to write about them (laughs) or tell their story or whatever have you and that that can cause some some upheaval it has for me anyway I think I've been fairly careful not to bring in any drama you know from my life to my books but I definitely have some important characters that are also very important people in my life and, and they know who they are <laughs> and they're okay with it. They love everything I write about them. So, and of course I embellish because you can't be like too specific about people around you. 
Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I think that's uh, a wise, a definitely a wise, wise decision and a good, a good policy. So um, when it comes to uh, self-publishing and whatnot, what services, what service do you use? I'm Ingram Spark. I do the Ingram Spark thing. Um, what, what service do you use? I know, again, I followed Tim Ferriss's guidance. I went to Amazon's, um, they have like that self-publishing software. Yeah, KDP, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, his suggestion was to start your own kind of like author publishing company to put all your books under. So I yeah. do that. Uh, I have a million Same. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're, they're terrible because I have so many companies, but um yeah, so I started that, you know, Masked Writer Publishing is the publishing company name I started because I didn't want anyone to know who I was. <laughs> so <laughs> Masked Writer Publishing. And then um, from there, I just kind of like set that profile. I did some research. I got my ISBNs and just went forward. And now, awesome. Amazing. The really cool part about Destiny Found is Gwen, the, one of the characters in second character in the book um she wants to do the audio for it and we actually have a recording studio in our house because my husband's a recording artist so we're gonna uh yeah. we're gonna I do audio for it yeah in 2020 i had an actor friend of mine read my first novel and my short story collection um and he's from belfast so everything comes out sounding like this so it's so the title of it is is cast iron a novel in the belfast accent it comes out with cast iron a novel like it's very but it's it's so great though because it makes it sound way more sophisticated than it actually is um which i love and i need to finish editing that um that was a pandemic project that never ever quite got done but it's exciting it's exciting to, to do that that whole process and everything so that's fine yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this is the part where of the interview where we do plugs. So why don't you tell everybody where to find you, um, how to interact, where to buy, all that sort of thing. Well, I have a website, tracenoir.com. And all of my books are on there with pictures of the covers, links to Amazon. You can get a, you know, you can get a paperback, which you know probably reach you in a few days, or you can be instant gratification and get the Kindle. I prefer yep. both. <laughs> yeah so and then we are on facebook we have an instagram now so i'm i'm not that good about social media because i'm not <laughs> not someone who's on their phone or <clears throat> that much you know so yeah we hire a virtual assistant to help me because <laughs> everyone's yeah. like you need to be marketing i'm like i'm i'm just not you know once i'm done writing a book i'm like next i don't even think about the marketing part so, yeah, yeah, no, I always tell people, I was kind of like, oh, it must be such a huge accomplishment to get the book done. Like, that's actually only half the problem. The other half of the problem is that I have to then turn right around when I'm burnt out and have no energy and then go sell the thing. So <laughs> it's, that, yeah. That's not the creative part of your brain to start doing the marketing and, you know, scheduling these things. You know, my brain is definitely all about like the creativity and, you know, big pictures, <laughs> big vibrant colors. Like, so yeah. I have to start trying to be more analytical and thinking about marketing is, you know, it's like having a big old speed bump in the road. <laughs> so my husband's pretty good at encouraging me. Hey, you need to like, make sure you share that post. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, now no, that I have excellent. a virtual assistant <clears throat> from the Netherlands, his name is Sebastian. 
and he's very helpful and he keeps me on task as far as what I need to be posting and that kind of thing, which is brand new, brand new to me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Cameron Journal podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having That's all for this episode of the Cameron Journal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Visit us online at CameronJournal.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I love to talk to my followers and listeners. So please feel free to uh, get us on social media at Cameron Cowan on Twitter. And we'll see you next time on the Cameron Journal podcast.